With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. How great it is to live through one of these moments, right? This is the American way. This is what it's all about. Peacefully, nonviolently, through the system, through hard work, and, and through logic and reason and law and morality, good overcomes evil. And I'm not trying to say everybody who supports legalized abortion is evil. No, no, I'm not saying that. I don't believe that. I, I believe abortion is evil. And, and so what we've seen is, is people work through the system work through the system to get to the point now where Roe v. Wade is going to fall. And there will be that opportunity to persuade, not to force, not to demand, but, but simply to persuade people and win the argument. And that's what the left, all these pro-abortionists, you know, from Bennett, Hickenlooper, Polis, the whole bunch of them, that's what they're so afraid of because they know they can't win the argument. So, hey, let's enjoy this together and let's talk about how to go out and win the argument. I, I don't claim to have all the answers on that. I know that we're right. And obviously lots of people agree or we wouldn't have these justices on the Supreme Court in a position to do the justice they're about to do. But but the best ways to persuade and it can be different for different people. Right. Keeping in mind. Yeah, you'd love to persuade everybody, but you don't need total kumbaya to save the babies. You just need to persuade enough people to make the law what it should be. 855-405-8255, the number. So we're having some fun today. Texters, and I've resolved to do a better job getting texts on air because we get so many great ones. Uh, this texter disagreeing with me implicitly, and, and the text says this. It'll make no sense to you until I give you the background, but it says, Dan, all organs are essential. Tonsils, appendix, gallbladder, God does not create non-essential parts. These and babies do matter. And, and what the texter is referring to, and the reason I would disagree with the gist of it, is this, this remarkable piece in the Denver Post. And, and I raise it uh, not just to alert people in the hopes that this candidate will be defeated because she'd be a terrible congressperson, but, but alert people to this Dem nominee in the 8th Congressional District, the new district. And, and this candidate is an impressive candidate in certain ways. I've praised her on air before for at least saying the words to stand up to the marijuana industry. And then she folded to a large extent, but at least she stood up and said the words. And she's a doctor, Representative Yadira Caraveo of Thornton. But, but then she goes out and aborts her own candidacy. And, I, and I'm so glad that she was open about what she really believes. So the voters in the ACD know that going in. And, and this is going to repulse so many in the middle, and so many Democrats. So here she is, and it's in the context of a post piece that raises larger issues, as now 
uh, Planned Parenthood of the Rockies, you know, just seeing this as, hey, this is their Super Bowl, right? <laughs> you know, they're going to have so many more babies to kill, so much more money to make. They're actually talking about that. This is a partial quote. They're, they're talking about uh, it, Planned Parenthood uh, of Colorado now, of the Rockies being a, quote, uh, oasis, oasis in the abortion landscape, meaning that so many states around us are going to outlaw abortion as soon as they get a chance. So here's the quote from the Dem nominee in the eighth that I think is is going to kill her candidacy. She's talking about uh, when she was in medical school. When I was in medical school, I remember that for most procedures, we didn't have a choice as to whether we were going to observe them, observe or learn them or not, she said. When I was on my OBGYN rotation, we had a choice as to whether or not to witness an abortion. And most students, myself included, chose not to. So far, so good, right? I mean, really, who would want to choose to observe an innocent human life being destroyed unless they were forced to? And, and who would choose to do abortion for a living? I mean, really, a, a question. I think it's a fair question. Would any doctor who could make it any other way choose to do that for a living? And if so, why? I think that's a fair question. Anyway, she goes on to say, Caraveo, now the Democratic nominee for Colorado's 8th Congressional District, was raised Catholic and said her view of abortion changed over time. Like a tonsillectomy, she said, it's simply another procedure. Like a tonsillectomy, she said, it's simply another procedure that medical students should learn about in environments free of stigma. And if there was any doubt about her fandom of abortion, this quote, just another procedure, she said Colorado should consider legislation to create grant programs or other financial incentives to attract abortion providers from out of state who could help address elevated patient demand here. I gotta tell you, nowhere in Colorado, even in the heart of Denver, do sane people want Colorado to become America's death star? The, the quote, oasis of abortion that, that Planned Parenthood of the Rockies is talking about? And I guarantee you, up in the 8th Congressional District? No. The good people of the 8th do, do not want to be funding programs. Hey, send me to Congress, she said, so we can fund programs to bring more abortion providers to Colorado. Yeah, that may work with a small fraction of the crazy base, but... but it's not going to work with even a lot of Democrats, let alone the middle. 855-405-8255, the number. So that's what we're talking about there. But I would love your take on this, Ryan, and everybody, because this is a broader issue that is just now starting to come into focus. As, as we have all of this cheerleading and tourism talk, essentially, not using that word, you know, from the left about Colorado. And, and we even had a Denver Post article where it was giving people information on, on how it could help get, you know, here to Colorado for abortions. That is one of the reasons I'm so confident that eventually, eventually, we will succeed even here in Colorado. Because Coloradans are not going to want this state to be America's death star. They, they, they are not going to want that. And that combined with other things I've talked about, no, Colorado will eventually be one as well. Not in the beginning. It's going to take time and work. But my goodness, look how much time and work it took to cause road to fall. Let's go up to beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Especially beautiful today. David, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. You're right. It is stunningly beautiful up here yeah. today. Um, I want to uh, congratulate you first. I've been listening to you for 20 years. 
of all your strong opinions, everything you've been talking about literally for 20 years. I know this is your this is your key. This is your uh, lodestar. This is the one that you love. Foundational. So, you know. Foundational. Yep. Thank this, you. This is literally the thing. So, like I said, listen to all these well, years. Well, it, it's foundational you because be. if you're dead, all these other things we talk about don't matter. Uh, I mean, uh, I, you know, you're literally one of the first person I thought about when I heard this thing come across the news Thank on you. Monday night, how excited you would be. Thank um, you. And however, I know there's a big butt coming. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've talked enough times. I got to rain on your parade. Um, <laughs> I welcome that. Rose going to fall. It by no means does it, you know, end abortion. It just has to happen before 16 weeks, before six weeks. So sadly, it's not the anti-abortion bill that, you know, I know you and others would love. Uh, and then more importantly, long term, this is going to be a pure victory at best. Um, if Georgia in 2020 fell away from Trump and the GOP, I can literally hear the rush of suburban and urban GOP women who were Republican but do have pro-life or pro-abortion or <laughs> excuse me, pro-choice views. Mm-hmm. Um, this could really, really change the dynamics in terms of the party itself. Then you add in the demographic. May we take it point by point, David? May we take it point by point so there's an opportunity to respond? And I ask this respectfully. Have you ever been to... Um, have you ever been to a Republican event? Oh yeah, uh, oh, okay. one of the most. I've okay. actually one of the most fun times I've ever had. I was at that first uh, auditorium when they had the Trump, um, the first Trump okay. debate. See that? Uh, that's what GOP, I'm saying. The GOP is a lot of fun. That surprised me a lot when when I moved from being a Democrat to unaffiliated, dipped my toes into the GOP. It surprised me how much fun they have. But but no, listen, wow. my friend, I, I can tell you this. I, I can tell you that. You know, that the women in the GOP who uh, are pro-choice as well, and there are some, uh, guess what? No question. Well, yeah, and David, this is what happens to us, and it's so sad. I wish we could go to counseling because it starts out so nice, and then we try to have a give and take, and you interrupt me because you don't want me to make winning points. But here's my point, that the women in the GOP who are pro-choice, have already crossed that bridge and they have decided that other issues are more important to them. So this fantasy you have of them flocking over to the left right now, that ship has sailed, my friend. What's what's far more likely to happen is the more the left focuses on abortion and and on this demand that a child about to be born uh, is not human, is not a human life and is entitled to no protection, you're going to have people fleeing the Democratic Party. That's why Trump won, right? That's why he won in 16, 16, Ryan's home state, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, the upper Midwest. Hillary was so radical on abortion, they fled her. Well, he lost in 20 in Georgia, and I think the next hey, thing you're going to see... Can, can we do this? I want to give you all the time you, I, I want to give you all the time you want, but I don't want it to get me fired, so I've got to hit this break. We'll come back with David, who disagrees. Praise the Lord. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. such a great time to be alive and so many more will be alive because of the supreme court's imminent striking down of roe so we're talking about it on a lot of different levels here all of them fun all important and and all you know involving challenges you know what comes next now that this mountaintop has been climbed 855-405-8255 the number and of course 
uh, watching and, and reacting to the left explode each day is just a cherry on top. But but one thing that struck me and it made the point, along with so much other evidence we presented you with today, that uh, had it exactly right yesterday in, in saying that, wait a second, row falling is going to be very bad for the left in the midterms. It's going to be good for the right for lots of reasons, which I've articulated. But but here may be exhibit A, you know, the, the fact that the left already, I mean, tune in MSNBC, CNN, et cetera. You'll see the occasional story, but they're not focused on this. They're focused on all sorts of other things. Don't you think they'd be focused on this if they thought it was going to help them win? And then maybe exhibit double A, uh, you know, Michael Bennett himself, Michael Bennett himself uh, surfacing, which is great news. Good to know he's healthy and still with us. But Bennett surfacing and then talking about how, wait a second, this is we're not going to win on abortion in a lot of states we need to win on. I think part of that is making sure, as I said, we've got a pro-choice majority in the Senate and the House, but it's also making sure the Democrats are standing for things that are going to allow us to win races in the middle of the country, in places like Ohio and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Colorado. We need to be clear about what we stand for uh, at a time when people are, are not just worried about this abortion decision, but also... Yeah, right. And he saw what happened to Mark Udall, a far more impressive and, and, and likable candidate than Michael Bennett. Mark Udall got beat by a very good candidate, Cory Gardner, but he got, he got beat because he just focused on abortion. 855-405-8255, the number. Hey, David, kind enough to call, disagrees on lots of things, so we want, we want to make sure he has all sorts of time. David, thank you. Uh, please keep going through the list. I love it. Thank you, Dan, for the opportunity. Sure. It's always amazing to talk to you. So, um, you. yeah, this demographic tide that's already turning, you know, mm-hmm. I agree with you. 2022 is probably going to be a rough year for Democrats. However, 2024 and probably in perpetuity, when places like Texas and Florida, which are already kind of on the demographic edge, um, well, now you've got this influx of Northeastern people moving to Florida, Californians moving to Austin, Texas, Hill Country, Houston. These are the spots where the growth is, and the growth is not in the Republican in the rural areas. It's in the cities, and it's where people have moved there from other states. You add this to the mix, you know what? You don't get Florida, you don't get Texas, you're never going to have another presidential election for the GOP again. Okay, let's so like take said, let's let's take that point. Now, let's it's a great victory in a year, but I don't think it is in 2 years or 6 years or 10 years. Yeah, it, let, to see what happens. let let's take the points individually again, my friend. Uh, first of all, let's start with Florida cuz that's low-hanging fruit pun intended uh, because of the beautiful oranges and everything else down there. Here's the point of Florida. Florida may not even be a swing state anymore. It's so solidly GOP. I mean, you saw what happened in the last election. And I think what you're missing there demographically on Florida, two things, three things. Uh, One is the number of folks who end up in Florida from Central and South America, including Cuba, you know, where they are so opposed to socialism. And they see the Democratic Party now for what it is, which is, you know, heavily, heavily, heavily socialist leaning, let's say. Second point. Second point is you you have a, well, Latinos, American Latinos, you know, very... uh, fervent, vibrant uh, Catholics and Christians. And the Democratic Party, as it swings so radically pro-life, pro-family, more and more uh, Latinos and Hispanics, in addition on economic issues, just can't stomach the Democrats anymore. And again, remember, you saw what happened down even in Dade County in 16. The third thing is, my friend, 
Uh, an awful lot of the migration to Florida isn't coming from, you know, where you describe in the Northeast. It's coming from the Midwest. It's coming from the Midwest. And, and Midwesterners, you know, very often tend to vote Republicans. So, you know, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, look at Texas. Texas right now has essentially outlawed abortion. And that's the great state of Texas. And right now, Ryan gave us the poll results earlier, but Beto O'Rourke is behind nine or 10 points. 11. In his, 11. Okay. And probably 12 by the end of the show. David, <laughs> any, any final thoughts, my friend? Not for life, but for this segment? No. Uh, like I said, it was easy for uh, suburban and urban Republican women to vote Republican, even if they were pro-choice, because they were protected by Roe. But as you know, it's kind of a, a one-issue vote type of thing in a lot of people's worlds. I think a lot of yeah. women, a lot of GOP women are going to switch over. And like I said, yeah. we'll see in two years, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting to watch because it's going to be it's going to be some great entertainment. I can't wait to listen to your show again. Because, Thank you, David. You, know, you, you are so kind. Amazing. Thank you, my friend. And, and the great thing is we always have the scoreboard, right? When we're talking politics, you can always point to the scoreboard. And when David refers to to, OK, uh, for women, you know, this is a one issue voter kind of thing. No, if, if abortion is the predominant issue for a woman, then the chance is she isn't a Republican right now anyway. It's just that when you look at all of the polls, all of the passion or the vast majority, I should say, of the passion and the energy is on the pro-life side because you are saving innocent life. There's nothing in it for the pro-lifers, by the way. This is not a money making endeavor that this is the purest of motives. Go out and save lives. It's not like Planned Parenthood and all the different interests you get on the left. No, it's pure. It's pure on the pro-life side. That's why they were able to sustain over all these decades. But you look at the polls when people are asked the open-ended question or given a list, you know, what's your top priority for the vast majority of voters on the left? Abortion is very, very, very low. And, and, and so you're just not going to have anywhere near the same passion and determination to go out there and, and now reverse Dobbs so we can kill again everywhere. You're, not, you're just not going to have the same sustainable passion for that. And it's not going to fly very well politically. 855-405-8255. And then you've got the loser dynamic going. You know, isn't it going to be really hard for the left in this cycle to, to use the reversal of Roe in its favor? Because now they're going to be going out to their voters and saying, hey, we just lost big. We just lost historically. We just lost gigantically. Come jump on our train. Come be a part of this. No, I don't think that's a real attractive pitch, which is why, again, tune in for yourself. MSNBC, CNN, see how often even they are still talking about it. And it's been what? A couple of days? 855-405-8255, the number. Here's what we're going to do. We have so much going on in the world, and this obviously is historic. It's seismic. We'll continue to focus on it. But we have some other really important developments as well we're going to touch on after the break. Consider it open lines. We'll have wide world of sound. I'll get to our great texters who are en fuego. And I'll, I'll start with those who are upset with me first because that's so useful. 855-405-8255. You want to add to these great texts, text my name, Dan, D-A-N, to 57739. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This one goes out to the one I love. This one goes out to the one I've left behind. A simple prop. Should their senator have been a very clear legal and political strategy in place? Because it was pretty clear in December the Supreme Court was looking to overturn Roe. Well, Chris, I mean, I think we should be actually thinking about that a lot because this didn't just happen overnight. This this Supreme Court uh, draft opinion is the result of 30 years of right wing politics in this country that's been leading us to the brink of overturning a fundamental constitutional right and freedom uh, in the United States of America. It didn't happen by accident. And we have to have a politics in this country that that responds to that please michael if you're only going to pop up like once every six months get it right at least the basic history no it's it's not a 30-year movement it's far longer than that you know i've i've been there lots of people have been there it's a lot longer than 30 years second it's the furthest thing from a right-wing movement quote unquote i mean this could have never happened if it was just a quote right-wing movement. You don't get to win all those elections. You don't get to win all those contested Senate seats. Cory Gardner doesn't beat Mark Udall. You you don't have Donald Trump as president. None of this happens over all these decades if it's limited to a right-wing movement. The only reason all these people were elected is way beyond the, quote, right-wing. People see. People see that this is wrong, that you can't be taking innocent human life, and that there is no constitutional right to an abortion. So, no, I mean, yeah, he's just uttering the talk talking points. We should be grateful. At least he surfaced. But even to that point, like you said, Dan, this has been a red hot button issue since Roe went down and certainly throughout the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s and into the 2020s. Now they're trying to do this straw man argument. I can't get past this. It's Joe Biden. It's Jen Psaki, Michael Bennett even. Well, now that they've uh, struck down Roe, what if they don't want gay LGBTQ children in classrooms with other straight kids? Show me the movement and the momentum behind that movement that exists right now in this country. It doesn't exist. Well, It's a fallacy. Right, and that's why I love to hear them say that, Ryan, because think about what's happening. Because they are now talking about, well, the falling of Roe means fill in the blank. Right. It means that they're conceding that the falling of Roe does not help them politically. So they need Boom. to make it about something else. And, and then, then again, when they insult the intelligence of the voters by, by offering goofy, obviously on its face, goofy uh, examples like that. Oh, yeah, well, if Roe falls, that means that, uh, you know, LGBTQ kids aren't going to be able to go to kindergarten. You know, people just laugh at them. I mean, I'm not saying they have any credibility left at all. And I, I don't say this to be pejorative. I, I don't think they do. You know, I, I think that right now the challenge for the GOP is, OK, everybody can see what the left is or the vast majority can. And now the question is, can you break those habits, those voting habits of people who have just always had this negative stereotype of the GOP and reflexively vote the other way? Okay, now you got a lot of people ready to to either dump the Dems or just stay home. 
but the GOP has to convince enough of those that it's a viable alternative. That's the challenge. And mm-hmm. hey, harder in Colorado because of the numbers, obviously, but a guy like Bennett, no, I, I really do think that as things stand now, that's a seat the GOP with, with a really good candidate and a really good campaign, that's a seat the GOP is going to win. And it's so interesting. Again, Bennett's comments in this interview alone, like you said, he came out for the first time in six months, kind of like the groundhog seeing a shadow or whatnot. But when he mentioned states like Pennsylvania, like Wisconsin, Ohio, those are states that are far less blue than Colorado. And yet he includes Colorado in that conversation because he knows this is not enough to get him over the finish line, not even in Colorado, which has one of the most extreme abortion laws on the books right now in the United States. It's more extreme than California. But that issue alone, he knows it's not going to help him win this upcoming election. Well, it actually hurts him. And here's why. Because, and yeah, Colorado right now is one of the most pro-abortion states in the country. We'll eventually win it, but it'll take longer. But here's why it hurts Bennett so badly. Because Colorado is so pro-abortion, you know, the ferocious pro-abortion base is going to demand that he light his hair on fire and rip off his shirt and scream about Roe all day long. So they're going to demand he make it a centerpiece of his campaign when he knows the vast majority of Coloradans aren't focused on that. They're focused on inflation. They're focused on crime. They're focused on fentanyl. They're focused on the border. So Bennett now is really hurt by Roe falling because he's got to talk about it. But the more he talks about it, the worse it is for him with voters in the middle. And it's always going to end up at the following question, which is what Brett Baer posed to Tim Ryan, who is running as the Democrat candidate for Senate in Ohio now against J.D. Vance. Again, a much redder state. But even so, if you purport yourself to be a moderate and you're asked, should there be abortion without restrictions right up until the moment of delivery, which is the current law in Colorado recently passed, Bennett has to answer that question. And Tim Ryan, whoa, did he do a dance on that one? And what is your favorite Ryan bite? Because this is like the 30th time you mentioned it during the show, so I know you love <laughs> you, these you wanna, bites. Uh, yes. Let me see here. Uh, there are so many good ones. I would say five and then six. Okay, okay. Yeah, five and Brett six. Brett Bear last night. As senator, would you have any limits on abortion? Look, I think what we had established in Roe is something that that we can continue to work with. And I think those can be the parameters. But then again, if you get rid of what was established law, which in many ways was conservative to keep that, to appreciate stare decisis and make sure we appreciate uh, the law, um, if we move away from that, you're going to get states like Ohio that have some of the most extreme uh, laws in the whole country, where if you're a young uh, girl and you've yeah. been raped or there's been incest, that you can't, you, you have to, the state, the government is going to force you to bring that baby to yeah, term. I, I, I get all that, Congressman, but my question. Value. Yeah, and we'll get the follow-up question, but this is their kryptonite. And go back and listen to it. We'll play it. We'll post it. You know, my interview with John Hickenlooper when he was a presidential candidate that went national and that's where he got blown up not by me but by the simple fair question hey 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 governor any limits do you support any limits on abortion and then next question if a baby's born alive after a failed abortion is that baby entitled to medical care that's where he literally had to hand the phone to an aide and run away as senator would you have any limits Okay, that's my misfire, not Ryan's. I'm getting to the follow-up question. Yeah, six is freezing. My question was about any limits to abortion at any point. You know, late term, anything? 
Look, you, you, you got to leave it up to the to the woman because. See, that's it. That's her kryptonite. That's their kryptonite. Wow. No limits. No limits whatsoever. Now, Ryan tried to get away with, and good job by Brett Baer, in his first first part of his answer, by suggesting he'd be okay with the Roe framework, which was always just made up legislation to begin with, where, hey, third trimester? No, then you, then you can legislate. But then he backed off when, when Brett Baer pinned him down. So all these Democrats, including Bennett, they, they, even though they can't possibly believe this is right, they are going to be, quote, unquote, no limits candidates because that's the price now of being a candidate in the democratic party we've heard ralph northam we've seen the colorado bill now law dan where do you draw the line is there a line if there's no line then how is that terminating a baby at that point of delivery aborting it any different than andrea yates systematically drowning five of her children in a bathtub one after the other what's the difference what is the difference? I'd like a Democrat to explain that at that moment. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be absolutely fascinating. The big question, though, goes back to what I was saying a second ago. Are the GOP candidates going to be skilled enough and tough enough to pin down the Michael Bennett's, the Jared Polis's, et cetera? And it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, you heard me with Hickenlooper. But then in their scenario, they're going to have a moderator trying to protect Polis and Bennett. And so the candidate has to be able to pin them down. And then I'm hoping that folks appropriately and respectfully at town halls all over the state will be prepared to pin down, you know, these Democrat candidates on this. Any limits on abortion, sir? Any limits on abortion, ma'am? And then they won't answer the question. Then just respectfully, I don't think you answered that question. Would you support any limits on abortion? Any limits? You know, that sort of thing. And uh, and then, hey, you're going to win one way or the other because the truth is on your side. Either they're going to answer it and be exposed for what they really are, which is crazy extremists, or they're going to look stupid refusing to answer it, which is going to expose them for what they really are. So, yeah, 855-405-8255. When we come back, there's a lot going on in the news beyond this. We're going to continue to talk about it. It's seismic. It's it's America changing in many good ways that we haven't even touched on yet. We'll get to other news as well. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Just gobsmacked. I hardly know where to begin. But fundamentally, Republicans don't give a rip about women. <laughs> it is a Democratic Senator Maisie Hirono. Republicans don't give a, a blank about women. A wit about women, whatever she rip. said. R.I.P. A rip about women. I'm still stuck on gobsmacked. But, <laughs> but you know, that that's fascinating since by my count, Senator, your policies that you glorify and light up the sky with pink spotlights over, your policies have cost at last count 32 and a half million women their lives. So I think the GOP's made it very clear it is the party that actually cares about women. The falling of Roe v. Wade, the falling of Roe v. Wade is largely the result of decades and decades of work by women. And it will save the lives of many, many women. And, and it will in large numbers save the lives of, of blacks and black children who have been the primary target of the pro-abortion forces because they know as a matter of fact that legalized abortion is racist in effect. 
It, it, it is racist in the worst sort of way. It kills far more blacks proportionately than others at a rate of four or five times to one white babies. Yeah. And yeah. So who's really who's really pro woman and who's really pro people of color? It is the GOP. And I've been on both sides. I was a Democrat for years. A lot of well-intentioned Democrats. That party doesn't exist anymore. There are still well-intentioned Democrats, but the party, is, as I knew it, doesn't exist. Uh, but the Republicans, they're the ones who actually make it happen for women. And to your point, Dan, Abby Johnson, who's been on this show many yeah. times, used to work and was a director yeah. at Planned Parenthood. All you have to do to back up your point, go and look on a map, go Google map it, at where all the Planned Parenthood locations are. Where are they, yeah. where are they typically oh, located? Yeah. yeah, They're in urban no, areas right. with dense right. black and Hispanic populations, yeah. period. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons for that is that those areas, because of the way the Democratic Party operates, which is to to take the habitual votes of people of color and then kick them and their kids in the groin. You know, they don't have the political power to keep those death stars out of their neighborhoods. And so that's why they end up there. But they are also, I mean, you just look at the numbers, right? Blacks are being victimized by abortion at a rate of four or five to one whites. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so the Democrats, the Bennett's and Polis's go around chirping, black lives matter, black lives matter, while they support these policies that literally, literally kill blacks in massive numbers. Patrick in Pueblo, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Uh, hello, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up a few issues. I don't know if they've been talked about, but one of the issues is, that, you know, we always hear it's a woman's body and her choice, but really isn't it two bodies and and you know um and that 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 little body although it is inside that woman is not exactly like that woman so it is a separate body oh, okay. I, I as a matter of science i mean you have to understand the the polis the bennett's etc they are all science deniers patrick and that's not a matter of opinion exactly. you can have your own opinion you can't have your own facts that is a matter of right. science that is a separate then, human living growing life with its own distinct dna which will never be replicated that is a separate life exactly and my and one of my other big issues is they always say you know nobody ever says this is i think this is also a man's issue i don't know why they always say this is a woman's issue there there's there's another person involved and we never get to hear about what that man thinks about the issue. Well, and I think the reason for that, Patrick, is because the reality, as, as you just said, is that the second life, the life of the child, is located within another life, within another person's body. And, and that is, that's obviously a profound thing. And so that's why there's so much focus on that. And I think we make a mistake by denying the significance of that. But the point is, at the end of the day, you know, d d despite that profound reality, the answer to our toughest problems can never be. And the law, the Constitution certainly doesn't sanction the taking of a separate, innocent human life. So I think that's that's why the focus is so often on the woman. And I get that. I get that. But at the end of the day, and that's why I listen to this Beto O'Rourke sound and the way he approaches it, because he knows he's toast if he acknowledges the truth. This is not about life. This is about control. This is about power. It's about controlling the lives of the women of Texas. Which is obviously ludicrous on its face. Really, you think all those people, predominantly women, would have been marching and working all those years against the odds to cause Roe to fall if their goal 
was so that men could control women's bodies? It's ludicrous on its face. But the reason O'Rourke has to lie that way is because if he acknowledges the truth, that it is about life, then he loses. Once you acknowledge it's about life, the science is clear. That's a separate life. He loses if the issue is about science and about life. That's simple. Ryan, so much going on in the world. Uh, deep thoughts? I know you always have so many swirling. Again, it's just it's what Tim Ryan's saying. It's what yeah, Michael Bennett's saying. That. But no, these are Democrats yeah. that are running yeah. away from this issue. They're right. not running toward it. They're not embracing it. They're not using it as this bastion of hope to draw in Democratic votes. They know it's a loser, and that's why they're running for the hills. No, that's exactly right. 100% correct. And, uh, and again, it makes the point that we were making yesterday. A- and that's why I hope people savor this moment because, hey, life's hard, right? And, and you know, it, it's hard to be a conservative and be on the right side of so many issues where you've got the left out there lying and doing everything the left does. But, but look at how you are winning over time and at this moment and how bright the future is in so many different ways. Wrapping it with that last point. Democrats see the falling of Roe is going to be very bad for them in November, as it should be. It's a beautiful thing. Kelly, thank you for your great work on the phones. Ryan, as always, you're the maestro. Absolutely brilliant. I'm Dan Kaplis. Above all, thanks to you for being here. Hope you are again tomorrow on The Dan Kaplis Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.